Welcome to Echo Online Community and happy Thriesta. Echo is three years old. Can you believe it? I can't. No, I can't either. I absolutely can't. Here are some three-year milestones to look forward to. First one is if you show us how, now we might be able to draw a circle. Well, that's fun because three-year-olds can learn to draw a circle. Okay. If you warn us, we may avoid touching hot objects, but before three, oof. It's like 50-50. Mm -hmm. Most exciting of all, mm -hmm. we can now use a fork. Oh, yes! Oh. It's been hard to eat uh, <laughs> pasta with a spoon. Joking, we're yeah. joking, of course, wrong milestones. Did you know that Echo could be your place, your people, and your purpose all in one space? It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Do us a favor, let us know you're watching from wherever you are by commenting below. Press the like button or heck, just press any key. Any I think key. I think anything will let us know right away. So any key will work. Whatever works. We encourage you to take your first steps into this life-giving local church and find the community and the support that you've been hoping for. Stop by at Mayo High School for one of our services at 9.15 and 10.45 on Sundays and we'd love to meet you. Thank you for your obedience to God's word with the giving of your tithe and your generosity. Luke 6.38 says, Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use it will be measured back to you. Yeah, so shake it up. Yes. May God stir up an attitude of gratitude that will be reflected in your giving so that it could further the vision of echoing Jesus in Rochester and its surrounding areas. Yes. If you are looking to give, head to our website and text any amount to 84321. Enjoy Echo Sunday service. You're always so good.
is he good to you? Come on, this next song, let's just remember how good God is and what he did for us.
of your spirit, Lord, we say thank you for your rescue. And not only rescuing and, and bringing salvation to us and instilling that within our being, we say thank you for the restoration process. We say thank you that, that we were once broken, but you are in the process of repair. We say thank you, because Lord, you care more than we could ever hope or imagine. So we rest in your spirit. We rest in your presence. May you have your way today. In Jesus' name, and if anybody agrees with that today, would you shout amen? Amen. amen. Yes. I, I couldn't be more excited. Last week, uh, uh, a bunch of us gathered at the, the River's Edge uh, at the Rogers property, and honestly, uh, it was super awesome, and it was amazing for, for us that were involved, the people that were in the water, and then, and then Christy and I and a few other people were doing the baptizing. Uh, it's a really, really special moment, and, and there are some of the people in this hour that were baptized, and, and I truly believe that the words were set, that were said 
uh, in that moment where we're meant to be etched in their heart. And, and here in just a moment, uh, we're going to watch a video of 25 people sharing their story and telling us why they're getting baptized and then actually watching them be baptized. And uh, man, I don't know. There was, I don't know if there was a dry eye last hour. And I'm just super excited. And uh, so all that to say is this. I just have a few seconds to talk today because there's so much that will be said through their story and through their voice that, that honestly, I think most of the work, if not all the work of the Holy Spirit is gonna happen in that very moment. And, uh, but I wanna lean into a story of one of Jesus's being, Jesus's disciples being baptized, kind of, okay? It probably wasn't intended, but it ended up being the case. In fact, I was going to bed last night and you can tell that I'm weird and I'm a pa- at least I'm a pastor. I was thinking like, is there even a reference where Jesus is baptizing his disciples? I don't think you, can, you can't really find it, but I found it, okay? So hang in, hang in with me, okay? Matthew 14, if you get your Bibles, open up to Matthew 14. In verse 22 uh, through 32, there's this story, uh, and it, it's, it really leads into, or it really leads into the story because Jesus has just fed the 5,000, and they're like tired, they send the people away, and then Jesus says to his disciples, hey, go across the lake, and I'll meet you there. I'm going to stick around and get some alone time. Any introverts want to say Amen. <laughs> and, and, and so Jesus is sitting there and he's, he's seeking his heavenly father and, and, and probably be re, replenished, right? Re, renewed, refreshed. Uh, and at that same process, the disciples are fighting for their life because the winds and the waves, they turn up. And, and, uh, and I love this story because uh, Jesus sees them struggling And yet he waits till the early morning to begin to do what we would all do, just walk across the lake. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Actually, none of us. But but he ends up uh, walking to them, and that's where I want to pick up uh, on this. And, And so what happens is they're walking out and he's walking out on this lake. The disciples see them and and they freak out. Fear just grabs a hold of them. I mean, I can't even imagine. Do you ever put yourself in Bible stories? Because I love doing it myself. I close my eyes, I think about it, I process it. Like I could imagine being on a lake and then seeing something coming towards me. I, I remember this one time, I didn't share this last hour, but I was driving home. This was like 3 a.m. I used to like uh, work in the delivery department of this window making company in central Wisconsin and I had to drive a half an hour home. And I remember I was driving through the backwoods and I saw these crazy lights off in the distance and man, my heart started pumping and pumping because I was like, what is going on here at 3 a.m. in the morning? And uh, eventually uh, got to this point and I was so sure that it was alien in the woods. <laughs> I was fearful. That was the point. I mean, that was the whole thing. And I actually got home. I woke up my mom. Uh, thank you, mom, who's watching probably right now. And, and I said, mom, I found aliens. And she just rolled over and said, go to bed, son. She, whatever. Anyway, getting back to the text here. <laughs> but it, immediately Jesus responds to their fear and says, hey, you know what? Take courage and don't be afraid. What I love about Peter is he's always uh, the disciple that would want to take up the opportunity of the circumstance. And he looks at Jesus and said, hey, Lord, if you would, tell me to come to you on the water. I mean, you know, like some of us that are a little bit more like uh, into risk would kind of 
understand what he's doing there. You know, he wanted to, to, to walk on the water with Jesus. And, and, uh, and what I love about this story in verse 29, and I want to read it to you, says, come. Jesus says to Peter after his request, he says, come. Come to me. And so what did Peter do? He, he got out of the boat. And uh, he walked on the water and he came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and he began to sink. And he cried out, lo- out loud, Lord, save me. And everybody say this word with me. Immediately. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and he caught him. And he said, you, little, you of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? Which, by the way, I don't even really think he's talking to him. I think he's talking about the other leaven that's in the boat. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yes, it's to Peter, but I think it's also just general to our faith. He said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind cried, uh, died down, and then those who were in the boat worshiped him, saying, truly, you are the son of God. And uh, just with a few moments, I, I want to talk about the rhythm of trust. And again, if you've been around Echo, you know I do this. It's like I, I, I totally believe in like the spectrum, that there's, there's, like, there's some of us on this side of, side of it, and then there's some of us on this other side. And I do that often. So, so I, I want you to have this in the back of your mind, that I think that, that this is less a spectrum and more of a cycle of faith that we all experience. And I just want to identify it through this story. And, and this rhythm or this cycle of trust is displayed in three simple ways or three simple turns. Number one is this, is we first hear the call. If you believe in Jesus, if you've committed your life to Jesus, at some point you hear the call. The second is this, is we step out from there. And then lastly, uh, the last little connection point is, is we reach out to him again. So we hear the call, we step out, and then we reach again. We can see that in this story where Jesus calls out Peter, come, come to me out on the water. And many of us, we have cried out to God and, 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 and we've asked him to do certain things uh, in our life or, or to prove himself. And Jesus says to us, come to me. Uh, the thing I want to just kind of resonate on is this, this next little portion and this, this idea of stepping out. I think that's easier said than done because I think when Jesus says, come, and now it's in, in kind of like our responsibility to step out, um, it, it typically is asking, Jesus is asking us to step out of our comfort zone. And I think there's a few obstacles that we have to overcome. And so I just want to ident- identify those to you so you can name them and potentially address them in your own faith or allow the Holy Spirit to do a work through you or in you with these things that are holding you back from taking the next step with Jesus, whatever that step may be. This is, this is what we have to deal with. We have to deal with human reason. We have to deal with our emotional response. And then the third thing we have to deal with stepping, taking that step out of the boat is we have to deal with directional reaction. 
Okay, and I'll explain that here in a moment. But human reason, the mind is a crazy thing. And if you can imagine all the disciples, they, they saw something, they heard something, and they doubted. Their mind told them that this was strange, that things weren't gonna work out that the way they hoped it. And, and in faith, when Jesus asked us to step out, we have to deal with human reason. The second thing that we have to deal with is our emotional response. We are all driven by our heart and our desires, and we are also driven by our emotions, and many of us are driven by our fears. So if we're going to take the next step with Jesus and be faithful to the call that he's, he's giving you, is we have to deal with our emotional Response. We have to deal with that fear. We have to deal with that heart. There's some of you that walked into this place and your heart is hurt and it is broken. And I'm telling you, it is hard to navigate with that when Jesus is asking us to be faithful. But I do believe that God is a God that repairs and renews and heals. I told you to repeat after me this word immediate because I believe that God is an immediate God who wants to do a miracle in your life. And if you do any kind of research with that word immediate, it is so cool to see when God acts immediately, he heals the person with leprosy. He immediately heals the person that is blind. And, and for some of you, you're like, but yeah, but God doesn't do that in my life. Well, let me tell you this. God is never early and he is never late. He is the God that is immediate, not in the definition of your immediate need, but when he needs to immediately respond. Emotional response. We have to overcome that. And then directional reaction. I just wanted to, to, to just kind of like vividly uh, just kind of help you picture this. It's how our hand and our feet move. The physical reality of the inward working of God in our life. it's, 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 It's so difficult sometimes to be faithful in the movement of God that God is calling, the place that God is calling you. I could imagine that Peter, that first step was very easy for Peter to step onto the water. And I would just say this when it comes to our reaction and our movement within God's calling in your life is this, is it's forward or it's backwards. Let me say it like this. I believe that there are no stagnant waters that we can live in and find life. We're either moving forward or we are digressing backwards. So the Lord is calling us to step out. Can we identify some of those? And then lastly, it's this reach concept. <laughs> if Jesus calls you to follow him and you are faithful to step out with him, then he is there with you. And he is in reach and he cares for you more than you could ever imagine. And he is the God that will immediately respond to the thing that you may need. I am super excited to take just the next 20 minutes or so and to lean in and allow the Holy Spirit to use people from this church, their voices 
and their stories as they show you that they heard the call, they were faithful with the stepping, and they moved forward in boldness to step into the waters and to be baptized. Yeah, so I've always been really personal about my relationship with God, and I've always kind of fought that relationship because I have a very fiercely independent streak. Um, but a few years ago, God kind of really humbled me. He threw cancer my way. So I grew up in a very, very um, rigid household. I was a pastor's kid in a really, really um, legalistic church. They believed that baptism was for salvation and salvation only. And so I was terrified, terrified I was gonna go to hell. <laughs> It was like a work, a works-based thing. It was everything that you can do that to earn your salvation. I was baptized as an infant, but if I'm being completely honest, I didn't ever really feel that true personal connection um, with the Lord, and kind of just went through my life always wanting more, but never really necessarily understanding what that was. Growing up, I was raised in a Christian home. Went to church on Sunday and Wednesday, and I feel like my parents did a great job. Try, just showing me that God needs to be involved in my life. I, God was always a big part of my life, but I never really had a, a deep relationship with Him. It was more just like on Sundays, I feel like. Um, Rocky, it's been extremely emotional. It's been hard. I was in a hospital bed in Generos at St. Mary's, and uh, I was invited to church the Holy Spirit came to me and said, give it a shot. Um, and I did, and I haven't looked back. And I had a lot of anger towards him just because um, I had a really, really abusive biological father. He was a drug addict. And so, I mean, when kids were learning their ABCs, I was learning to like watch for the cops, cop car lights and learning to find which closet was easiest to hide in. Like, um, so I had a lot of anger towards him for probably the longest time because I was like, well, what kind of God would like put a child through that? What kind of God would put me in this situation? Back in March when our men's group had, had met, we had talked about the Israelites walking through the desert, wandering through the desert for 40 years. I guess that's kind of how I felt. I, I didn't, I trusted God, but just kind of to a point and didn't really have that full trust in him to really seek him out daily. I've grown up in the church, but I felt like my relationship with God was always like surface level and it didn't really mean that much to me. And I felt like it was always like work to put in outside of church, going to church on Sundays to do it every day felt like work. I went through um, Lutheran middle school, Lutheran high school, but it's still, there was that distance between me and God and I just couldn't get over that. And so my, my thinking just went right away to like, if God, if you can't get me to these peaks where I really want to be happy, like I, I, I don't think I can believe anymore. Um, born in a, when my mom was very young, she was still in high school and thankfully she decided to keep me, but right from the get go, it was, not easy, sorry. Drugs and alcohol were very heavily used and very present and um, often found myself in very dangerous situations. 
that you know no one my age should have to experience. I don't remember how old I was, but when I was under 10 years old, my mom almost lost her life due to some choices. And in 2018, um, my world was kind of rocked a little bit. I was taken out of a relationship that I never thought would change or end. Um, I never would have left on my own either. Um, but I think the Lord knew that that was a relationship that would have destroyed me. So I was angry for a period of time, like, why would you do that? Why would you like break the family up this way? Um, but now looking back, I realize he was saving me from that dark time. I like to be in charge of my life. <laughs> Very, I'm a control freak. And so that was really hard for me. This sin had such a strong hold on me that the kind of sin that if anybody knew about, would they accept me, would I belong? And I held on to it. Um, it was comfortable to me. And this sin really destroyed my life. And there was a point in my life a couple years ago where I was just very lost and looking for something that felt right. And I think God was that right feeling. Since moving to Rochester two years ago <clears throat> for college, I kind of fell off and got really distant with God. Um, I've struggled a lot with mental illness um, and just trusting him in what he's doing in my life. It was because mom, mom liked us to go and it made her happy. She had the, how? Her faith was so strong. And it's the one thing I ever took away from growing up Catholic was like, I want to be like her. No idea how to get there. And then when she passed, she was called home two days before I had Myra. Onset of anger. Ultimately was realizing I'm literally in my own way. And when I took the time to just listen and look and believe, it's, it's so recent for me to feel what I'm feeling and know what I know now, that he's here. <laughs> he's been here the whole time and when we found Echo, we didn't find Echo, Lizzie. Oh my gosh, she's amazing, if you know her, she's amazing. She has not given up on me in nine years of getting me to come to one of her places of worship. And we finally listened. We feel so at home. We have, we never, never felt like the new people. Such a different feeling of coming home and being with like a church family, a faith family, and feeling so solid. I'd, never felt that before. And I mean, it has been 10 years since mom passed and 10 years of anger and not listening, not looking, not believing. It feels amazing to just know because I know, not because I was told, but I know it now. I grew up in a church. I was baptized as a child, um, just a baby actually at my parents' wedding of all places. And I, but I never really, you know, I believed in God, believed in Jesus, but I never really you know, put all put my full faith and my full weight into into him, and that's really what this is about for me. Um, in the last year, I started a new job where I um, I see people in the darkest places of their lives, um, and I see some of the worst people in that I've, I've I've met some of the worst and some of the best people, but I've also seen those people follow Christ and they, they, it's the joy that they find and the peace that these people find 
is is inspirational to me because it's there they have made the worst decisions of their lives they've done the worst things possible that you could imagine but somehow they find peace and that's where it really has inspired me to to take take the leap you know to get baptized so i grew up in a very christian home um, my parents chose to baptize me as an infant. I think in the last couple years I've really um, matured my faith and I think why now I'm more ready than I ever, actually I don't know that I ever thought about adult baptism. So um, I think I'm just at that point where it is an act of obedience um, in learning more about where I'm at in my personal relationship with what he's called me to do what strengths he's given me to do and places he put, he has put me in. I was really wanting to take the next, next step. I wanted to get baptized because I wanted to show publicly that I have commitment to God and personally just to tell God that I'm ready to walk with him. Uh, because I just want to commit my life more to Jesus, connect more with him too. I was thinking about it last year and I was like, now's not a good time. and. So I knew that this year I was gonna do it. And I just, over the past year, I really changed how I did everything. I made new friends. I just really wanna get baptized and grow my relationship with God. And even though like I'm young, <laughs> I still want to grow up with that now in my life since I didn't when I was little. He inspires me and motivates me to do the things that I know are right for me. and. To do those things, I just have always felt like I was on my own. Through him, I've found friends that support me and I feel supported by him. I've found that I don't feel alone. Um, I was gonna get baptized the last round, but I got COVID. Mm -hmm. Turns out though that right now is actually when I need it the absolute most. So seemed like the worst timing in the world then, but it's actually the best timing in the world, which of course is usually how it goes. So baptism for me is me publicly saying that I am accepting him wholeheartedly, but also my first day at Echo, the first verse I found was Isaiah 44:22, and it was about washing away your sins and you've come back and it's, you know, we're starting over. And that's what just everything has been this past year for me. And just, like I said, that transformation of what other people were telling me he was saying versus what he's actually been saying to me the whole time. But it was just getting clouded with other people. And now I just feel like I'm hearing him clearly for the first time in my life. And it's, it's been pretty great. <laughs> I've never been in this place before with my faith and I'm so excited and terrified at the same time. It's it's a leap of faith. In the river is a you know big Jesus trust fall. So you know, well, just just as long as you bring me back up, Andy, it's fine. For me, it's it's not so much the public announcement that I'm following God, but for me, it's that process and kind of that humbling and and following in the process of welcoming God into my life and and giving Him a space. I've fought it a lot. Um, I wanted to do things my own way and on my own accord, and um, I've realized that you know it's it's easier, it's better, it's a more beautiful life. In college, was the first time that I like 
actually felt the presence of the Holy Spirit. It's always been a calling on my heart since then, be like, you should probably get baptized again, you should probably get baptized again, because to me it means is being obedient to the call and showing, um, showing everyone in my life that like I am, I am pursuing Jesus and I am pursuing him hard. I just want to kind of proclaim myself into everyone around me that God can just work, um, work amazing things. He can change a person. It's just inviting him into all parts of my life, not just those high moments, but also during the valleys and appreciate those times um, that I'm able to get through really because of him. Um, and the tools that he gives me um, in my faith to uh, be able to get through those. He came home from that men's group meeting and was like, I'm getting baptized next time. Is that something that's in the cards for you? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> I said, maybe. I'm not like saying never, but I'm just like not ready yet. A couple weeks ago, when you were talking about baptism, you were like, well, it's here. Why wait? So I started wanting to like, Learn more about it, and like, I have to look now. I can't see what it was. It was Acts like 22:16, I think. Basically, what it said is like, "Why wait? <laughs> Don't wait. Don't wait. Why wait?" So that's kind of why now. And like Brian kind of said, I guess our stories are pretty similar. Like, always gone to church, and um, it's always been part of my life. So we've just gotten to a really good place where. We're in the Word daily and doing it together, and so why wait? <laughs> it wasn't until I started coming to Echo in the winter of this year, 2021, um, when I finally heard God speak to me and say, why not you, Emily? Like, this is you, you can do this. And I've had this scripture that I've always liked as a child, but because I was going through these difficulties, I didn't necessarily believe it 100%. But now with baptism, I really truly feel like I can be this vessel here on earth and just really proclaim God's good word and what he has um, in store in my life so I can project that to other people. It's a full surrender. It's, it's dying to myself and accepting what God has to offer me and really choosing to walk beside him in the times of the unknown, in the times of the mountaintop, and really trust that he's got a plan for me. I just have to obey. My father's love, like that's all I wanted. It wasn't until, you know, I grew up a little bit and I realized that like I had it all along. I had, God was my father and he put me through those situations to turn me into the person I am today. And I just have felt so extremely called by God in the past like six months, like no joke. Like I have been just getting these signs and it's like, it's not a coincidence. Like there's no way you're getting this many signs. And, and uh, one of my coaches and good friends from a gym that I go to in town introduced me to Echo uh, right after Thanksgiving. And it happened to be Flood Sunday and I watched six adults. What waterworks? <laughs> six adults just recommit themselves to the Lord and showing me that that was an avenue that I could take. I know you can do anything and no plan of yours can be thwarted. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Um, to do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. It says, when I fall, I will rise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light to me. Nor anything else in creation will be able to separate me from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and I am helped. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for peace and not for evil, to give you hope and a future. I like the 2 Peter 3, 9. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone come to repentance and I like that one because it just at first I thought like my life would never improve from what it was and then it was it just seemed to take forever and stuff and now looking back and seeing that verse it was it wasn't the Lord being slow but rather him preparing me for and making me be the person that I am today. That's awesome. Yep. You're really good job. Thank you. Thanks for sharing this here. <laughs> I've got Mark here and I've got Isaiah here and Christy's over there and I'm here. And I want this to be a symbol that you're no longer separate, you're together. Yeah. And we're for you. And you're for you and you're united in Christ. Amen? You just live wholeheartedly and 100%. And I just see God transforming your life. It is so evident, just the hunger that you have. And I just pray that he'll continue quenching your appetite yep. as you keep giving him more. Amen. And I just pray for him to show up in all areas of your life. Yep. And that you just simply even imagine opening the doors to things that maybe you've held on tightly to, that this is a proclamation for you to let go. Amen. Yeah. We believe in you. God's not done yet. This is just a moment to many moments that God wants to have with you. He would create you as like a concrete foundation. It'd be a faith that's like a concrete foundation. And I just see the past three years, look what, look what God's done. Yeah. And what can he do in the past year? Yeah. So this is, this is one thing, one thing off the list, but God has so much more for yeah. you. Yeah. The details matter. That's yes. what I think the Lord wants to tell you. And he wants to tell you today that you're beautifully and wonderfully made. Mm. I've got this image of a, a nice water bottle. That's what God is calling, creating you. And what he wants to do is keep refilling that water bottle so you can go to the world and you can be his vessel of refreshment. This shield, you are shielded by my God. He loves you so much. He has this, 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 this protection over you and that shield people see. That you're like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get in that front seat and I'm gonna listen and I'm gonna go. And I just pray for that confidence and that yeah. you know his voice, you hear him, and so just continue to respond yeah. and to receive his love. Yeah. You don't have to do anything to receive, just receive it. it. All you have to do is you're open. You know, like I just want to instill in you that God's not calling you to walk on the waters. He's calling you to walk through the waters. And uh, you're doing it, man. And so when he said that, put the spear down, I, I had this vivid image of a spear turning into an oar. 
God's calling you to walk through the water and having that extra oar to get you through it. You know what I'm saying? That he's calling you mm -hmm. and he's setting you apart. And so I just pray that you can mm -hmm. receive that love. I feel like he wants to tell you that he wants to provide peace and confidence. Mm -hmm. You know where you've been and you know where you're going. Yes. Mm -hmm. And um, just keep holding on to God's presence and his promise and he will, he'll be faithful. God is setting you apart and he's yeah. calling you by name to love others, yeah. but just as you love others, that you receive the love that he has for you. Man, the best leader learns how to follow first, and that's what you're doing today. God is calling you deeper and um, to places maybe where people don't know Jesus, and yeah. you know that in your heart. Yep. And um, we just pray big things in this act of obedience, and you continue mm -hmm. to be an obedient vessel for what God has for you. So I just pray a holy confidence and boldness over you. You're already, you are confident. But I pray that when people are like, dude, what's different about you? Or when someone's asking you to do something, for God to give you opportunity to say why. He's given you a lot because you can handle a lot. You're a leader. You're a leader in every area of your life. You're crazy creative. And that you are significant. You are beautiful on the inside. You're beautiful on the outside. And, you, and I don't just say this. You inspire us so much. Ruth, you're such a light, and honestly, I don't know any other person in my life that cares for lost people like you. Yeah. They're attracted to you, and there's a light that's within you because of Jesus. <laughs> and as much as you care for others, he cares for you even more. I pray against you rejecting the love, and we just want you to see. I want to just speak life over you today, that you are whole. But this is a season you get to paddle down the river, yeah. and we paddle up so we can paddle down. You can probably sense mom's excitement today for you, but Jesus is even more excited for you. And I just pray that this is a significant moment in your life as you get baptized, that this is a new beginning. That God is still the God of his promises. I just see you looking at life in a different way. It's like things that used to be blurry or clear, color that you didn't see before. And I just pray that there's purpose in that. There's healing in the waters. And yes, you're in the waters today getting baptized. There's healing in Jesus. There's healing in you choosing him over the world. Yeah, there's this, there's this Japanese art uh, where when a pot breaks, they put it back together. There's a unique name to that. Um, and then they fill the cracks with gold. And so the word is, when Christy was praying, I, I, I felt you needed to hear, you're not broken, you're healed. And God is filling in those cracks with gold and bringing more value than you could ever imagine. And I'll say to both of you, like, you've thought about it. You've processed it, and now you've decided. You're called mm. to pastor others and love them and, and show up for them where they're at. And so we already see it in you, but I just pray for that bravery to come out and that confidence. You're called to be a student and allow him to be your teacher. And so just that like excitement and anticipation when things start connecting and making sense, mm -hmm. I just pray that over you. Yeah, and I just got the word joy. Like, mm -hmm. like the Lord is giving you just the natural gift of joy and share it with the world. That this is like such a small step, but a milestone in your faith yeah. journey. And yeah. I just see you as a child of God. And he's, you've been on this journey and you keep giving him one thing after another. But my heart for you is that even as you're carrying your baby and you are in this new season with your family, that this is a fresh start for you. I can't see anything. That's been your story. Oh, please stop it. <laughs> and, uh, and how cool is it that, that you're, you keep following Jesus even though you can't see it? You are a gift. No. <laughs> yeah. You are forgiven. Like you are set apart. Like I, I, I know I call you Pastor Kylie, but you are a pastor. And so I just want you to use that voice and that discernment that's been birthed in you that maybe you've stepped down, but that it just comes to life in this season.
and because of your confession of faith and putting your putting your trust in Jesus and stepping into these waters, I now baptize you in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. obedience to Jesus because you're walking into the waters and your confession of faith we now baptize you in the Father Son and the Holy Spirit come on church let's celebrate with the 25 people who said yes to Jesus will you stand up will you stand up It dawned on me last hour while I was watching this that life isn't fair. That Christy and I get to do the best thing ever in the world. And that's walk with you and your faith. It means so much to us that we get to go in the waters with you. That we get to do life with you. And just say, Jesus, if you're calling us, we will go. If you're telling us to do something, we're just going to put our trust, even though it might not make sense all the time, and we're going to say yes. We're going to put aside reason. We're going to address our emotional state, and we're going to move forward as God is calling us forward. Can I hear an amen? Is God good? I'm just checking here. I'm just checking. At the end of Matthew, Jesus says, therefore, and go make disciples. If I, if I can say it like this today, Jesus says, therefore, go and help people take next steps from all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them everything to obey everything and I, that I have commanded them. And, and this is only here today, Echo Church, and I surely will be with you to the end of the age. How many are thankful that God is an immediate and present God that wants to make a difference in your life today? So 
So we just understand some of you, you came in here and you watched this video and you feel far from God. Or, or maybe you've really connected with someone's story. And as they go into the waters, you're thinking in the back of your mind, well, if they can do it, then maybe I can. And, and what we're all about here at Echo Church is helping people take next steps. And we think your first step is always surrender with Jesus. And so every week we pray a prayer that simply just reminds us that I've done this week after week after week after week that we cannot do life alone, but we need Jesus and we need each other. And I wanna invite some of you, I haven't prayed to pray like this, to pray this for the very first time and hoping that God will meet you right where you are immediately. Let's pray, Echo Church. Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions than answers, but I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you lived, you died, and you rose again, all with us in mind. I accept the rescue that you offer. Save me and lead me in Jesus' name and his authority. Amen. Can we celebrate with a few people who prayed that for the very first time? Before we leave, let's make this our prayer. Let, let us celebrate, make this a song, our anthem, as we just remember the working knowledge of Jesus. Can I hear an amen? God, I'm on my knees again. God, I'm begging, please again. I need you. Oh, I need you. Walking down these desert roads, waterfall, my thirsty soul.
church to end like that every week. I just want to put that out there. Like if the song's not rocking when we walk out the door, I just feel like we're missing something. I know there's more in like reflective people, but for me, the louder, the better. Like more energy I'm in. So I just, I love that. That was fantastic. Um, I would like to continue the celebration. Let's celebrate some people that are maybe here for the first time today. Come on. And I want to do a really special celebration for those that are in the room right now that got baptized last Saturday. Come on. Come on.